Oh, I thought I was yeah. egotistical, but that doesn't start with a C, so I'm wrong. Well, yeah. it starts with a P, I think, is the word that Rich said. So it could, I, be, I know. Pig, it could be pegotistical, but that sounds like something totally different. <laughs> a paranoid egotistical is like, we oh need to combine God. the two. I think, I think we've just created a new uh, entry in the paragistical? DSM. Yeah, paragistical. <laughs> we've got like five openers. Or egonoid. Ooh, I kind of like egonoid. Yeah, like none are actually none are actually usable. So, and welcome to another episode of Even More Mashed Up, the podcast featuring two professors talking about all things pop culture. I am Patrick, and I am Alan. And I hope that you're still listening after that opening. It got a little weird. I guess we're a little slap happy, maybe, Patrick. Mm, possibly. Would you describe yourself as a slap happy person? Mm, generally, no. No. Oh wait, but I see what you're doing. Oh, I get it mm. now. Slap You'll get there happy. eventually. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it took it, me a second. I told you I didn't I have just, anything. Yeah, I just assumed you would be classier than referencing <laughs> the uh, slap. I assumed that you know that would be the kind of thing I would do. I just don't understand. Well, we'll talk about the slap at some point. So what else? You're, you're, what you're else? going to you're going to the lowest common denominator, I guess. Uh, just what else could me. you possibly? Well, yeah, because if there is a lowest common denominator person on the show, it's typically not me. But it seems yeah, exactly. like you can't exactly. talk about the Oscars without talking about slapping this year. So and yet, and yet, I kind of wish we could. Yeah, although I feel like we're going to have to address it at some point today. But if you if you would prefer yeah. to actually start with like I don't know the movies and stuff, yeah, we, we could, could do that. We, we could do that. We could pretend like the Oscars are about film, or we could just get to the well, personal are you drama. Are you saying? Are you much like them? We can pretend not? it's a. <laughs> well, it's it again. The popular conversation does not seem much focused on. Actual films. No, which is, it, which is, is, it is possible that, that there is something that is taken away from the uh, discussion of film. It is too bad. But yes. I guess I shouldn't make a yes. judgment, right? Are we allowed to make judgments about this uh, given the Twitter mm. conversation? I'm not sure what we're allowed to say or not say. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, it's, it's. Well, you know, maybe maybe this will be our ticket to the big time. Is maybe we'll say something controversial that'll get us onto onto the Twitterverse, and and you know, then we'll get our XM radio show, and and you know, the sky's the limit. So, question: What do you think is the most controversial thing we've said thus far? Uh, I don't think we've said anything controversial so far. In fact, we haven't even really made entirely clear what we're talking about today. Oh, I think no. everybody knows. Much like usual. Yeah. Rich, do you have a list of like the, the 10 most controversial things? I mean, Patrick says there's been nothing. I think... 10, wait, 10 controversial of the... That we've said. said okay. that, like, that we've said, yeah. you know, like when Patrick said that I do not. Archie and no, Miss Grundy no, were no, okay. No, don't bring that, that up again. Felt, I thought you were just yeah, talking about like, that. To me. I thought That's you were just talking about this episode. That's immediately what I jumped to when he said... I thought when, you were just talking about this say, episode. <laughs> Yeah, like of all the people to say there's something controversial, Jesus, exactly. I immediately jumped. Right. <laughs> yes, I didn't realize you were talking about in the history of the podcast. I thought you meant just in this episode. Oh, in, in like the three minutes we've, we've got said. going so far. No, we are clean. Exactly. This is a very yeah. clean episode. <laughs> well, that and every well, time you we say were. we've reached peak superhero. Yep. Yeah, 
We were yeah. until someone brought up Archie and Miss Gundy for the umpteenth millionth time, which is what people are going to find when I eventually become famous and then I'm going to get canceled for it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, all they're going to know you for. It just creates the arc for you. You've got to get canceled so you can come back even stronger. I don't want to get canceled. Well, but if you want your XM show, you're going to have to get canceled. Or I could just, you know... No, no. Tweet nobody some wants... stuff randomly about you know cures for COVID or something. I guess you could. Yeah, uh, I but guess that's not we, what we're we talking will... about today. No, we will use our celebrity differently. We're talking about the Oscars. That's right. Woohoo! The annual celebration of all that is great in movie making. Ah, a bunch of artists get together to celebrate the making of art. Yes. So where would you like to start, Alan? Well, I really wish we would have kept track of our predictions last time around. I assume, Rich, you didn't go well, back I, through I, and I, actually tabulate them? No, because I thought I'd asked you guys and you said you'd written them both down. Oh, I've I did mine. not. Yeah, oh, I, I, I specifically money. made sure. <laughs> yeah, I went through my I went through my notes from uh, the last when we talked about the nominations and just uh, tagged thoughts onto it. So I I do have all of my. I did not uh, make any notes. Alan, could you potentially I, guess I, what your I'm, nominations I'm, were? I'm going to guess that Patrick did better than me because I realized something. My picks mm. were all like picks of the heart. They were things I loved, but Patrick mm. much more intelligently thought about it from the political vantage point. And I think and thinking I'm, I'm politics, still not sure. I think you did better than me though, right? You must have. I Well, I don't know how you did, so it's hard for me to say if I did better than you. I mean, I got it's, some, but in some ways- It's difficult to judge somebody when they don't have the answers. Yeah, exactly. So- <laughs> Well, I how really many did you get, this Patrick? I should take this up. Oh, I don't know. Um, I got- uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I did. I did get best. I did get best director. And we wonder why the Oscars always uh, the worst episode. I, and I did get best actor. Uh, I got best supporting actress, but that's the one everybody got. Um, I don't think I got that. Uh, I got best animated. Um, well, I got that one yeah, at I least. Think I think though. I think those were the only ones I got. Well, I yeah. assume because again, I don't, I don't actually know who won, but I assume Akanto won Best Animated. Yes, it did. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. We kind of based on what it was up against, it was one of the ones where like it couldn't possibly lose. Uh, well, I mean, I, I thought uh, Raya and the Last Dragon might give it a run for its money, but yeah, I mean, it, it was. I, I mean, mean it again, was clearly the heavy hitter in that category. Yeah. But yeah, the other thing yet, too is it, is the politics only served me so well because there were some things in in. Um, this year's Oscars that just that don't really follow the logic, um, that they normally do. Yes, but I think it still did better than me picking just you know my favorites. Yes, well, we can only assume that since you have no idea who you actually picked. So, well, let's go through some of them and maybe it'll jog my memory. I mean, I uh -huh. definitely missed Will Smith. Go down a list. There's no of, doubt about that. Yeah. yeah, where do you want to start, Patrick? Well, we should start with Best Picture, I suppose. Okay. Start oh, with, Start with the big one. Yep. Do we have, maybe we can even go through the, the available options, and then you can say... Oh, do we have to? That's a long yeah. list. 
Well, so the available I mean, the options. Oh, the best picture. Yeah. Oh, that's a. Or, there's ten films. No, yeah, good so, lord, it's a lot. Of films. Rich, there oh, was, okay. I thought there was yeah, all one something. Never mind. There were a lot. Yeah, there's and ten I'm films. pretty confident so, that Licorice Pizza did not win. No, no. And I had it. I no. thought it was going to be King Richard or Power of the Dog, but uh, it was neither of them. No, Coda was a big surprise, right? Well, not a surprise, I guess. But can well, I say it depends, a, a if you, surprise if you had to been me? Watching, yeah, well, if, if you had been paying attention to how things like the SAG Awards and whatnot had been going, um, like in the last week to a week and a half before the Oscars or so, Coda was picking up a There was a lot of buzz about Coda. Um, oh, what I was power, meaning to say was... Of, and Power of the Dog had started to fade, so... And I think even Coda's being re-released in theaters or something? Oh, they're, well, they always re-release the Oscar winners in theaters, that's... Oh, okay. I didn't well, know Coda, that was... A, Coda was I, Apple I TV, so it was never in theaters, I don't think. It was Apple TV. Okay, but okay, but I didn't know that was a common thing for the winners to get released again in theaters. Oh, yeah, they do that all the time. I mean, it makes sense, I just, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Coda, they were there, uh, I think prior to... The last couple weeks before the Oscars, I think a lot of people thought Power of the Dog was kind of the front runner, and then I don't know if it had anything to do with with Campion's blunders at the the SAG Awards or whatever it was, um, but Coda kind of of was a, a dark horse that seemed to start getting some buzz going into the Oscars. So I was I wasn't completely surprised that it was Coda, um, just because that was where a lot of people were were talking uh, leading up to the Oscars. So any big upsets then, like why King Richard didn't win or anything? Like, or like you said, well, you were super I mean, surprised. I think most people would consider Coda a bit of an upset, um, given the a lot of the other films that it's up against. So I think that was a bit of um, a surprise in the end. Mm-hmm. Alan, you still there? Yep, I'm here. Uh, no, okay. I was like, we haven't heard from you for a while, so. Well, you guys got going. It was hard to get a word in, so I just thought I'd let you roll. Well, are you happy, Alan? Are you happier sad than that Coda one? And what you said, Licorice Pizza. I Obviously, you wanted that one to win Licorice Pizza. Oh, you know, look, I just, I have a special place in my heart for Licorice Pizza. I didn't really expect it would win. I was saying it was a surprise okay. only because I don't have Apple TV, which really kind of cut me out from... yeah. The possibility of uh, celebrating Coda, which is, which is weird, you know. Like I just, I don't know that I can afford the Oscars anymore if I've got to stream all of these yeah. different, you know, now high-end yeah. boutique I think services. You can, I think I saw, I think I saw Coda available to rent on Amazon Prime, or something. Oh, or something okay. I saw that that I could because I because it was on one of the streaming services I have because I almost I, I wanted to watch it but I didn't get around to it. Um, but but yeah, it's still I mean, a good point. So you know that yeah, I mean that's now that's, everything's stretched out. No, but that's the nature of pop culture now. Period is that you know with all the various streaming services, like to see everything. I mean to see everything, you would have had to have had Netflix and Apple TV and Hulu and Disney Plus, as well as go to see a bunch of them that were only available in theaters. So yeah, that's expensive. It, get, it it adds up quickly. Indeed, it is. All righty, what is the next one we want to talk about? 
Do we just want to go to Best Actor and kind of get the other bit of controversy out of the way? Mm. Why? Was there controversy about Best Actor? Well, it's who won. Yes, Alan, would you like to share your, your thoughts on... Uh, I'm sure. Best oh, yeah. Who do you um, think or, would win or, Best Actor? Yeah, I don't remember who I said. I know I said it wouldn't be Andrew Garfield. I think I thought it would be Denzel Washington, who, in yeah. retrospect... Yeah, yeah, for Macbeth. It might have gone better had it had it been him. I mean, I remember Patrick on the, the preview show asserting that Oscar loves people who play other people. And so that was certainly certainly one that... that mm came true. You know, I, I really didn't think being the Ricardos was going to clean up. So I was at least right in the negative there. But um, yeah, I underestimated the appeal of the nicest man in Hollywood, Will Smith. Mm, yes. I think you mean formerly <laughs> nicest man in Hollywood. Formerly known as the nicest man. Yeah. yeah, he's not. He's not. Yeah, he's not. He's not quite known as that. Uh, the reputation may have taken a bit of a. Yes. Of a hit. Yes. Well, because, you know, if there's one thing that Oscars does not stand for, it's violence of any uh, abs- kind. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We do not have any tolerance for violence. We do not celebrate in the media. We don't celebrate um, in the stuff we... Yeah. Except when it, you know, if it happens on their show. Well, but then it's art, really, you know? Like, that's, yeah. it's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's oh, artists being artists. It's all reality yeah. television anymore, is what it turns out, and... I, I get. I find it a little exhausting, honestly. I like. What else is there to say? Yeah, I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm sure they're happy because I'm sure this and next Academy Awards probably have high ratings now because of it. So I well, doubt the ratings they're... for this year's, I think, were were up. I think I saw something that said they were up fifty six percent from last year. Yeah, but rich, really rich. They have to top it next year. This is yeah. only setting yeah. like the the bar that has to be cleared That's why next actually, year. Yeah. In terms of controversy, that's why a couple of people thought it was it was staged, um, simply because they were like, "Do they do it just for the ratings?" Yeah, I, yeah, I but think like if you to do it for the ratings, you, you would the need un- to you would need to actually advertise it. You know, like just having a guy randomly come up and slug somebody towards the end of it is not going to help yeah. that much. Well, yeah, but I guess the idea was that now we're talking, you know, more people are talking about it now after the fact. And then maybe the hope is that next year you'll tune in to see what happens, so to speak. Well, Not yeah, for, good for ratings next year, maybe, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like sort of plan. I mean, again, I agree. I don't think it's actually staged. I think one because of the, like, I feel like they would have done it less, like, emotionally had they staged it. You know, about like, because, like, you know, who would involve and stuff. Like, again, I don't sure. think you could have gotten, you paid Will Smith to come up there and like, do that, you know, if it was faked, sort of. No, yeah, like, yeah, I, it's, that's a, a long play, like, to stage this to get yeah. better ratings next year. Um, but I guess, like, here we are talking about it. Speaking of mm-hmm. which, Patrick, I brought a fair or foul for you because you watched the show, right? I did, yes. I, well, okay. I watched. I mean, I watched really? the first couple hours live, and then went to bed and watched the last How hour. How long was it? Wait, it was did over you miss, three and a half hours. Did you miss the slap then? I saw it the next morning. Yeah. All right. So okay, then, but you didn't see it, quote unquote, live. So the yeah, fair foul, the fair foul, might be hard for you to address then because it came from Variety, and okay. they're com- 
their complaint goes as follows, that the, quote, the 2022 Oscars were well and truly sunk in the confusion of Smith's slap heard around the world. The ceremony was already running long, but it needed um, even a brief moment to reset after the altercation threw everything into crisis. Instead, they ignored it and they barreled into the right thing or into the next thing, ensuring poignant and historic moments practically went unnoticed. So I was going to ask you if that was true, if it just sort of then dwarfed everything that followed. But I guess you didn't watch. So, uh, I mean, I mean, you could still I mean, it definitely still kind of dwarfed everything that followed because um, you had I guess I mean, immediately is. after af- immediately afterwards, you had, you know, Sean Combs came out and said um, something about like, you know, we'll settle this, you know, uh, elsewhere or, you know, something sort of tried to, to move on from it. Yeah. Um, and then you had, uh, uh, what I think it was, I can't remember which came first, but there was, um, one of the, the funnier, one of the funnier Amy Schumer bits was, um, she had come out earlier as Spider-Man hanging from wires. Okay. Um, and then you didn't see her again until after the incident. And so she came out and she's like, hey, yeah, so I was, uh, you know, it took me a while to get down from those uh, wires and get out of the Spider-Man costume. Uh, did I did I miss anything happening? Because there, there's a strange vibe in the room. It feels like something might have happened that I missed. What did um, I miss? So I thought that was funny. But then, I mean, I think it was within, what, I think like uh, an hour after the incident you had the giving out of the best actor award and then and then you had will smith's uh very long acceptance speech slash quasi apology um so yeah Yeah, i mean it 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 very much hung over everything i would say number one as apologies go it was pretty more it it leaned more into the quasi yeah well he apologized to the academy he apologized to the academy and to the Williams family. He didn't apologize to Chris Rock at that point. Right. At the same uh, time, it was it was one of those apologies where he explained why what he did was, in a way, like understandable and uh, you know, like it. But anyway, yeah, sort of justifying. Right. Variety yeah. complained that like Questlove gave the really emotional speech for Summer of Soul, and then Jane Campion, of course, won her first Oscar for directing. And as um, Variety wrote, these kinds of things went practically unnoticed as a consequence of the slap. I don't know about that. I mean, I do, I, it was interesting. I did see, I did watch Questlove's um, acceptance speech. It, it was hard for me to tell whether it was just him being overwhelmed at winning the Oscar in and of itself. Um... Or that combined with, I think his was the first award given out after. It was, I believe, yeah. Because um, it's the one that Chris Rock gave out. It was Best Documentary. Um, and so it was hard to tell if, because he, I mean, he was he was very, um, uh, I guess, unfocused. He, he was kind of all over the place in, in what he was saying and kind of kept apologizing and, and starting and stopping. And, and it was hard for me to tell if that was just a product of, like, his being overwhelmed by the win or that combined with sort of what had just happened. And I guess Um, that's kind of Variety's point though, right? Is that you can never see Questlove's acceptance speech 
on its own. It, it's kind of always going to be bracketed by those kinds of questions. You know, how much of it was about the yeah. incident that immediately preceded it? And I just, you know, again, I, I, I feel tremendous sadness for the people that came after kind of in the wake of it that I think it could just, yeah. it, how could it not I mean, shape with, the experience? Yeah. I mean, with, with Campion, I think Campion's was more shaped by the fact that they, they had Kevin Costner do the introduction to the best director award and he went on this very long anecdote about him. See, I, I, I finally gave up and fast forwarded through it. He gave this very long introduction about like going to see movies as kid. Even Campion, when she got up there, she said something about to, to Kevin that, you know, well, that was dramatic. Um, well, like Coster got up there and, and basically talked about himself for a good five minutes. Um, look, if you're Kevin Costner. even announcing the award. It just, it strikes me that he was, you know, if you're Kevin Costner, you're like, I got to milk every minute I've got in the spotlight at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, I mean, at that point, the thing, the award ceremony was already way over the three hours that, you know, they supposedly no. didn't air the eight awards during it that they were doing to save time and to get it under three hours. And it was more than three and a half. Like they, the, the to be honest, the Oscar ceremony was a mess even prior to the incident between Smith and rock. Um, like they're there. Yeah, it was, it was not a good, it was not a good ceremony. Okay. I guess we should move on to something else. Hello? Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I could, I, I, there, there's plenty to say about the ceremony as well. Um, okay. We can move to the ceremony if you so. want to. So, yeah, well, I mean, I just, it was a mess beforehand. Like, well, just there's well a, I don't, there was just a, like, there was a, you know, it just seemed like they did a lot of things that took away from um, what the Oscars were supposed to be about. I guess I don't know if I'm 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 saying it right, but there were just a lot of you know, like they still had some of the tributes, like they still had, you know, they had like a tribute to 60 years of James Bond, um, which is fine. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't know that we need, I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure everyone's aware that James Bond exists. Well, um, you can also just release they had, that like but they before had, like, or after. Yeah, but they had, I mean, they had Tony Hawk and Sean White, and I can't remember who the other guy was you know, extreme sports guys come out and do the intro to James Bond. And it just felt really sort of pandering to me. I'm like, it's, it's, oh, we're going to have, you know, extreme sports guys come out. Cause you know, that'll get, you know, a, a demographic that we're trying to get. Um, but makes no sense within the context of the Oscars. Like, like none of them have any relationship to, to film or anything. But they're they're trotted out of stage. There was just, there was a lot of stuff like that that it was it was obvious um, that they were trying to do that they were trying to court ratings um, in some kind of like ham fisted like you know the old guard at the academy is like oh well people like you know extreme sports so let's get some of them and we'll get that audience and and it just kind of fell flat. Um, there were things that they did that I felt were really 
insulting to some of uh, to, to some filmmakers. I mean, there's been a lot of people complaining about how um, introducing the best animated feature, you know, the three presenters were all Disney princesses, and it was all about how animated films are just for kids and adults have to endure them. Um, which, of course, is kind of denigrating to, um, you know, the people that do animated films and not not even those that were nominated, but just just people working in animation, period. And so there were there were a lot of things like that that just hit a really kind of sour note for me. Yeah, I can understand how that's just, you know, it's 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 stuff that's like, okay, that's neat, but yeah, it has nothing to do with the film, it has nothing to do with the awards, and it's like you said, just trotted out in the hopes of getting some kind of, like, ratings, which mm. is weird because, like you said, they had, it was like a 50% increase, and I doubt it was because they had people skateboarding, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know to what to attribute the 56% increase, except maybe more people saw movies this year than last year, because COVID isn't quite as bad right now. Well, like they uh, saw them less in theaters, so maybe they're like, "Oh, we can yeah. celebrate." You know, we any excuse to sort of celebrate that there's more seven theaters now. Yeah, like so. But yeah, there was just there was just a lot of stuff. There was the um, performance of "We Don't Talk About Bruno" was weird, um, because they build it as "Oh, it's the first live performance of of We Don't Talk About Bruno," which isn't even one of the nominated songs. Um, but then it also be you know they they kind of framed it as like a celebration of um latinos in um film and and hollywood or just in general um like that's what that was kind of i think that's how john leguizamo sort of set it up and and i think they they did like a remix of the song that i think some of the lyrics spoke to that but then you know they did one verse and then megan the stallion came out and did a rap in the middle of it, which they didn't advertise at all. And so, you know, people that wanted to see like a live performance of We Don't Talk About Bruno, they didn't get a live performance of the song from the film. People that might have liked to have seen the remix with with Megan the Stallion didn't even know that was coming. Um, and the idea of it as a, a celebration of, of Latino sort of felt a little kind of tacked on. Um, and again, wasn't something that they really build it as. So it just seemed like a really um, sort of contradictory um, effort on, on top of the fact that, that you know, there's a good five minutes in a show that, that ended up running 45 minutes long dedicated to a song that wasn't even a nominee. So it was just, it was just another weird, weird moment. So you might say that goldderby.com got it right then when they wrote that uh, producer Will Packer intended to create a spectacle, but most of that effort was in vain. After a promising start, viewers were rewarded with one bad decision after another, resulting in a disappointing (laughs) ceremony lifted only by the winner's speeches. Yes, I don't don't know that I want to put a lot of blame necessarily on Packer. I mean, the other thing, too, is this was the first Oscars done, you know, uh, uh, put together by an entirely by an African-American producer. Um, And so, you know, I I don't necessarily want to kind of dogpile on that. Um, And there were things that at that I liked that each hour they they had a different um, musician sort of doing the music for the show. Um, 
I liked that in uh, some people didn't like it, but I actually liked for the in memoriam that they actually had a choir um, singing during it, um, and it was more of a a kind of celebration than the more sort of somber in memoriam that you usually have. Um, so I, I liked some of the things that 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 Packer did. I, I wouldn't necessarily agree that you know. It was mostly bad decisions. It was probably a, a bit of a mixed bag for me. There were some things that worked. There were some things that didn't. And I don't know. And the things that didn't work, I don't know how much of that I would necessarily lay to Packer. Right. Should um, move on then, I guess? I suppose. Unless you've got more on the show. No, no, I'm sure. Well, I mean, we might, we might get to other stuff, but I've pontificated mm-hmm. enough about the show, probably. <laughs> I guess it's not too surprising that the, what is it, the 94th one of them would still be kind of bad, or yeah. still not something you really have to catch. Yeah, it was just, it was just it, it, I don't know, there were ways that it just felt kind of at odds with itself. Well, again, it's kind of like you said, it felt like maybe at times they were just trying stuff just for the heck of it see like oh maybe they'll like this or maybe people like that but we don't really have a cohesive theme yeah yeah so i guess we could get back Uh, to the awards right we've only done yeah do you want to do best? yeah yeah (laughs) do you want to do best actress we've not done best actress yet yeah i i was not right on that I just, you know, I had some good reasoning, but I just applied it to the wrong person. Nope, your 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 um, corollary applies here, but there were too many of them to to apply it to. You know, I still I still love Kristen Stewart's performance. I stand by my vote yeah. for her, but um, I, the Jessica Chastain's never won one before. It was that surprised like a me. Surprising I thought she realization for me. So. So that was yeah. Um, I thought you she know, had won for something before, but maybe it was a SAG or something else. Yeah, you would have th- thought that she would have had one. So you know, clearly, yeah. not only is the movie and the performance brilliant, but she's got a body of work in the career that certainly has has built yeah. towards her earning it. Plus, yeah. you know, who doesn't love Tammy Faye? I don't recall being a big Tammy Faye fan. No, I don't think anybody was a big Tammy Faye fan. No, I don't know. I think there's a certain segment of the population that were big Tammy Faye fans. I'm not even sure Jim Baker was a big Tammy Faye fan. Well, that, no, that's true. But that's probably a little too yeah. insight 80s right there. To... Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty insight. Well, I mean, if you saw Eyes of Tammy Faye, maybe you, maybe you get that reference. That's true. Or if you lived in the 80s, there's a chance you might get it, too. Yeah. Uh, the, the era of the televangelists. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I assume so, Kristen yeah, Stewart so, will get hers so, in a couple of years. I mean, I mean, depending on on you know where she goes from here in her career, if she nice. if she keeps making you know kind of Oscar caliber films, I feel like that's her trajectory at this point. Yeah. Oh, you know there there is a category that I think you might be really interested to talk about, Alan. What's that? Um. So there were there were two fan votes at the Oscars this year. I have those in my notes, actually, to talk about. Yeah, the the most cheered moment and the fan favorite. Which they're clearly never bringing back, right? 
I don't know. They seem to me like they were just a rousing success. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I cannot imagine that um, Oscar, anybody in the organization, in the aftermath of the show, said, you know, it was a really good idea. We should have the fans vote. I think so, too. I mean, the fans clearly got it right. Yeah, if if we live in Trump's America, they got it right. Absolutely. It was I mean, just like the I hardest mean, core trolling you could possibly do of the Oscars. What was a more cheer moment than the instant in the Justice League Snyder Cut when Flash enters the Speed Force, which everybody watched at home? Like, who didn't jump off of their couch, spill their Cheetos on the floor, screaming with joy... <laughs> At that moment. Well, I mean, were people excited that Dreamgirls made the top five? It just, well, I mean, you know, to give, the them, cre- is, to give them credit, well, yeah. no, to give to, to, because apparently for that award, Oscar gave them a list of moments. Yeah. Like they had like 20 they could choose from. Because I was trying to figure out, I'm like, how did Matrix get on there? Um, when you know that movie is is from 1999 i didn't realize until afterwards that they they had given them like a list of like 20 so yeah um that that explains why why dream girls and matrix were were on there but yeah it was it was um yeah i think i you know it does demonstrate the uh the power of the snyder bros um, yeah of all the wrong with with trump's america and the internet when you combine them yeah. that's what you get well, hey, in, in defense of um, the Snyder Bros, or I'm not really sure who this is defending, I'm pretty sure no. this would be the result with or without Trump. Well, that, you know, that's, the that's Snyder probably Bros true, but he's such, a, way. he's such an online kind of trolling bully kind of personality that I think it kind of encapsulates kind of him being the, the end product of all the joy and improvement the internet's brought to our lives. Mm. I think you could write a history of it. You could trace it directly, like from the first email to 2016. But that's just my theory. Mm. Yeah, I don't think Oscar's going to bring him back. It was obviously I would, stupid. I would guess not, because it was, it was, again, it's, it's another one of those things that I'm like, yeah, that's a really stupid idea. Yep. To and again it was, it cater to an o- to cater to an audience that Oscar clearly does not really care about catering to, you know. Like well, this, they, this this is the whole like oh we need to do something I guess to acknowledge films like Spider Man No Way Home, so you know we'll do this thing that that just ends up completely backfiring on them. So and and you know generally and and again it's just very emblematic of of disdain for a kind of film that Oscar seems to have it 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 just no matter how you slice it it just is ugly and not good yeah yeah and that that's the thing there was a lot of ugly in in this year's Oscars um yeah you know even even absent the the rock smith incident there was still a lot of ugly um, yeah, yeah. In this year's and 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 a lot that I'm still completely baffled by uh, best director. Well, talk. Let's, we haven't done best director yet, have we? So why don't we talk about that? No, we've not. What yeah. baffles you? Well, I mean, usually there's a kind of logic to um, 
the Oscars and that you can kind of see like like who's got the momentum and things like that. But, you know, Campion wins for best director and, and she, you know, the film's good. I enjoyed Power of the Dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but the film literally lost out in every other category it was nominated for. It's a weird um, year. Meanwhile, you've got Villanueva, who's nominated for, who's not nominated as director for Dune, wins, I think, almost every single technical category award in which everyone who won it gives him credit. And yet he's not nominated for best director. Like, it, it, it just baffles me how that happens. Like, it, you know, I, I, I don't, I mean, my best guess is, is, you know, Oscar voters might have felt like I did, which, you know, Dune does not make any pretense of being a film in and of itself. Like, it's literally two and a half hours of a story that is five hours long, and it just stops. Like, there's not even a pretense that this is a complete film. Yeah, a lot Um, of written about that. And so I'm wondering if that's, you know, but it's just bizarre that a film that wins in almost every, if not every, technical category, and even original score but doesn't get best director and then a film that doesn't win anything but best director gets best director. It's just so it's weird. It just seems weird to me. I guess so. The Dune Maybe stuff the film is also was technical, nominated for too many. I just feel like, you know, those often get separated in a ceremony like this. Like Oscar thinks of like, like the technical ones are often the ones where you give it to suicide squad or whatever. Yeah. And so well, that like was, the yeah, kinds like, of, um, it didn't think, win like Dune didn't win best actor. It didn't win best screenplay. No, original you know, score is the only. Yeah, original score right. is the is the quote unquote highest award it won. So for me, that kind of makes sense. You know that it was seen as oh, a yeah, technical that... accomplishment, but was not seen maybe as achieving the same level that. Oh, for God's sake, Spielberg was nominated. So like, who are we to talk yeah, about? But, and again, that's yeah. Yes. Or or even Branagh for Belfast, which is a perfectly fine movie, but I would say doesn't rise above the level of being perfectly fine. Um, yeah, but it's the kind of thing that Oscar loves, of course. Well, and that's, yeah, which is why I think it won screenplay. Um, you know, and also f- it gives Branagh an Oscar. Yeah. This is the first time the directing award has gone to a woman in back-to-back years. Yes, which is significant. That's and something crazy. that normally we probably wouldn't be, we wouldn't be overlooking. It, there's a couple things like that that are really yeah. quite remarkable. I don't know if we're going to talk yep. about cinematography or not. But uh, I was stunned at Dune won Best Cinematography. Oh, really? Yeah. But I read somewhere that, so Ari Wenger was nominated for The Power of the Dog. Mm-hmm. That is the sole Oscar category that has never been won by a woman in the oh, history really? of the Academy Awards. Never. Can you imagine huh. working in an industry for where nine decades of movie making, there has never been a single woman who did the best cinematography. Like, that, it's yeah. mind-boggling, right? It's just mind-boggling. Did, did he say anything about like how often women have been nominated? I'm curious I if that's... I did not see that. I mean, I'm assuming it's, it's probably as colossally low a number as well, but... I, I'm sure that it is a colossally low number, but again, again, yeah. reflective of the same problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to slip that in. 
I, I found that to be yeah. interesting and somewhat horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, yeah, that, that, that there is even a category. I mean, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm curious if a woman has ever been nominated for cinemato- cinematography. Uh, uh, you know what I was reading would, did not. Yeah, I can Google yeah, that. That's what I was yeah, that's what I was wanting, like, yeah, has, has a woman ever been nominated for that, that category, so... So, yeah, no, there's, there's, you know, but yeah, so, you know, Campion's win, and certainly, like, I mean, Campion is an accomplished director. I really, I mean, you know, people got kind of down on Power of the Dog for, for reasons I'm not really sure. I really liked Power of the Dog. Like, I'm, I'm still, it's a movie that I'm still kind of thinking about and that I think does really interesting um, things regarding uh, masculinity, particularly masculinity as a, a uh, system uh, or structure. No, it w- it is just real quickly. Only two women have ever been nominated for cinematography. Yeah, I just googled that okay. as well. All right, so and, that's. And yeah. I mean, I agree with you. The power of the dog is wrestling with some, some really um, heavy yeah. questions, and not in ways that that you necessarily yeah. expect. And I can kind of understand yeah. maybe why Sam Neill and you know, men's men would be kind of offended by the. Do you mean Sam Elliott? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, offended by the uh like the how the cowboy is portrayed here i just thought yeah you know it it just and the fact that it's set in 1925 and mm-hmm. there's just there's so many ways in which it's like a western that kind of subverts everything that you kind of yeah. it just i think it's brilliantly done in that way just, yeah I, oh I, yeah no power just, of the dog is like i said it's still one that i'm i'm thinking about and and may even think about writing about at some point um yeah because yeah it does some it does some really interesting things so for sure um for sure but not good enough for the best oscar which went elsewhere so yeah yeah are there other awards coda is that coda is a rare film that actually won in every category it was nominated well there you go so that that says something about it yeah, though it is, I do find it, I find its win for adapted screenplay interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's adapted from another, it was, it's a remake of a foreign film. Um, oh. Mm. Which, I, which I find very, like, I, you know, I, 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 I don't really pay that much attention, but I never got the sense that best adapted screenplay included other films like it always seemed to me like it was it was a film that was adapted from something in some other medium so like a you know a book or a play I most, or i think most people would assume that yeah yeah so i find it and, and one of the things that that and again this is one of the other things that i find troubling is that it was an international film um and we have that you know there's now that core category that's you know best international film that used to be called best foreign film Mm-hmm. Um, that there's a weird way in which Oscars sort of treats foreign slash international film as a different genre from American film. Like that these are two different things. Like it's it's almost implicit in Coda being adapted from a foreign film um, into American film that, that it almost seems to treat foreign or international film as something wholly different from um, film as the Academy views it. Right, because you wouldn't give Mark Wahlberg's Planet of the Apes, you know, a Best Adaptation nomination. Well, technically, I mean, for several I mean, reasons, you that, probably yeah. wouldn't do it. Yeah. 
But, but yeah, and like, that's one of the things yes. that would, yeah, because because I don't, you know, I don't really for me, uh, you know, taking a film and making another film out of it doesn't really feel like adaptation. Now I don't know if the original film is still about um, children of deaf adults. Maybe that right. maybe that's something that they added for Coda. I don't know the, but it's just it's, it could again, be more it's another thing that that. It's just a thing that's that that it feels like Oscar is kind of taking a shot at, uh, or is kind of of denigrating to international film that you know, it's got its own separate category like animated film, um, that that it almost yeah there's just something about about it that seemed weird and so yeah when when it was a could I you know I knew it was up for a screenplay award, uh, but I assumed it was original. And then when I watched and saw Belfast win for original, I'm like, wait, Coda's adapted. What's adapt- it's adapted from? And they mentioned that's from another film. And I'm like, that's, yeah, I just, I found that weird as, as calling that adaptation. It's almost surprising, you would say, that so. a an award ceremony created by and hosted by Americans assumes a kind of American exceptionalism yeah. that yeah. places yeah. everything else in subsidiary categories in the yeah. hierarchy. Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the things that, 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 that's one of the things that bugged me about this award is, and I don't know why it was this ceremony, but there were a lot of things about this ceremony that revealed some fairly ugly attitudes on the part of the Academy towards animation, mm-hmm. towards international film, um, things like that, that I was just like, yeah, I don't know. It kind of, of, I guess it's sort of, of exposed the emperor for wearing no clothes. Yeah, if they hadn't been exposed before, certainly. Yeah, you would yeah. think they had been now. Yeah, yeah. Though at least there are some positive things to talk about in the supporting actor and actress category. That's that is indeed true. Um, do you prefer to start with one or the other? No, I I do have a fun fact about supporting actor. Okay. Yay. So. Um, uh, Troy Kotzer, the guy that won it for Coda, um, is apparently also the guy that developed the sign language that the Tusken Raiders use in The Mandalorian. Huh. Wow. That is a fact. Yep. It's a fun fact. Well, I'm sorry that I didn't watch The Mandalorian now. Nah, well. Well, you watched the first season. Oh, I guess I did, didn't I? Yeah, and Let's I think see, I think you, we I think there was there was more of it in season two, but I think we saw some of it in season one. But yeah, yeah. I, I guess he must have been one. Of, I guess he must. I don't know if he was a consultant. He might have actually played one of the one of the Tuscans in the show. But yeah, I saw someone someone posted on Twitter or something the other day that said, you know, uh, Oscar winner Troy Kotzer Bracota developed the the sign language system for the the Tuscan Raiders. So, that, um, and I thought both, cool. I thought both his. His acceptance speech, and I thought Ariana DeBose's acceptance speeches were two of the better speeches of the night. Well, I thought DeBose, in many ways, stole the show. It was just a really powerful speech. Yeah, yeah, it was a really, it was a really fantastic speech. I mean, and and, and I mean, her award was probably the biggest given of the night. Um, you know, like like she was the front runner for for supporting actress from the get go. So, um, right. I, I, yeah, I, I thought her, uh, particularly the end of her speech where she talked about, you know, a place for, um, 
people of difference like yourself. I I, I thought that was a really yeah. powerful. It was. It, it it was. You know, and again, what we might be talking about out of these Oscars, because both supporting awards were really historic mm -hmm. and important, yeah. and you know about social justice and inclusion and all the stuff that yeah. art ought right. to be well, promoting. And, and as you pointed out, best director being only, you know, the, the second time, the first time that, that a woman has won it two years in a row like that, that kind of falls under that category as well. Yeah. All these things we could have been talking about that could have really showcased. Yes. Hollywood for the better. Yeah. It's not quite what we got. Nope. No, not really. I'm sure you did some research on, like, the other worst moments in the Oscars. I have not done research. I have seen various people posting other worst moments to Twitter. Well, I've got five uh, for you that come from the MarySue.com. Oh, okay. And just, you know, maybe you want to try to rank them, although probably they're impossible to rank. So yeah, at well, the top I of the list... That they're all terrible. Yeah, at the top of the list has to be John Wayne being restrained by security guards. Yeah, that's that's the one that keeps coming up the most. Yeah. It, it, so you've seen also Clint Eastwood's um, speech later. He comes up uh, to give an oh, award later. You mean during that same award ceremony you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw something referencing that, but I don't remember it. He, he said, and I quote, I don't know if I should present this award on behalf of all the cowboys shot and all the John Ford Westerns over the years with like this smirk on his face. Uh, pretty sure none of them were actually shot. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's what movies are. Again, we don't want you to kill I people. Think, I think men who play cowboys, it turns out, often have difficulty, which is the, the beauty of the power what? of the dog. They have a hard time yeah. separating themselves from the cowboy and the masculinity mm -hmm that the cowboy embodies for them. And so mm -hmm. when somebody like Little Feather gets up there, apparently when she went backstage, she said people were making stereotypical Native American war cries and doing like the tomahawk chop at her. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. So number two, of course, Hattie McDaniel is the first African-American to win an acting award. Uh, yeah. She, of course, was not allowed to sit with the rest of her cast. Herself. Yeah. Yep. Number three. Yeah, that's another, that's another one that I've seen. I'm assuming Roman Polanski is somewhere on the list. Um, yeah, the, the standing ovation in 2003 is a, yeah. a a bad one for a man accused of drugging and raping a 13-year-old girl. You know, that, mm -hmm. probably mm -hmm. not, not your best look. Um, McFarlane, yeah. in his performance of We Saw Your Boobs, was, uh, was also discussed, McFarlane. in which he... Um, he did, uh, Seth, he did like the, the song and dance Seth number. Before. Yeah. Oh, where he named right. a bunch of actresses yeah. who had done nude scenes in their films, you know, yes. which is always funny, yes. you know, that kind of misogyny. And then the final yeah. one on the list, of course, is, is Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. I say, yeah, those are, yeah, I, the, oh, I hadn't seen Seth MacFarlane, but the other four I've seen people bringing up, particularly in response to. You know, the Academy Awards statement, you know, we don't condone violence of any kind. It's like, well, you, you kind of do condone some violence. Well, they have for a, for a long time. There's a, a great quote from somebody who, like, follows awards and talking about Harvey. And she said, 
Everyone knew if you were in a Harvey movie, chances were you were going to win or be nominated for an Oscar. It's a sick yep. thing to be in a business where that was the collateral used to coerce women. And yet, you mm-hmm. know, he continues to hold all of his Oscars. And so in many yep. ways for all, all like of 18 the... 18 of them I think he's got? Yeah. Yeah, all of the noise about the slap. I think there's actually a lot probably Hollywood could still be working on and apologizing for. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and particularly in terms when you think about, you know, the particularly the John Wayne incident and the Hattie McDaniel incident, like those are things that happened at the Oscars, just like the, the Smith Rock incident. Right. Yeah. I mean, all of these happened at the Oscars. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not really the uh, the night to celebrate that it might have been, I suppose. Are the Oscars good? Like, I know it's sort of a silly question to ask, but is it even a thing that's necessary at this point as a... As a show or as a... I mean, maybe the show. I understand the awards being, you know, recognizing films and the the effort put into it, but, like, is the show itself necessary? Is three and a half hours of, you know, this whole thing that happened last time, like, good? For the film industry or for the world? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I guess it's yeah. I mean, it. I mean, clearly, yeah. I don't know. The I mean, you know, the Oscars clearly want to be like this mainstream event. Um, that it feels more and more like they are not. Yeah, and it just feels like one of those things where, like, I, because I, I'd hate to say, like, don't have the Oscars and don't have awards for films yeah. because I know there's a lot of people that that matters a great deal to, you know, for a lot of reasons. But mm-hmm. like, it seems well, the longer it goes on, it seems almost like, I don't know, the yeah. more the more harm it does. And so much of if so much well, of it is political, and so much of it is, you know, designed in the way that Patrick made his picks last time. It it makes you wonder, even Rich, about the artistic merit of the awards they're giving you know and so i understand that hollywood wants to reach out and this is a way to try to connect they're clearly for people who make entertainment for a living quite tone deaf about how to actually do that you would think they would understand people a little bit better than they seem to understand people yeah well and i think too that that oscars the oscars or the academy or what have you like they've diverged in terms of the kinds of films that they are, you know, willing to nominate. Um, You know, like, I mean, when I was a kid, you know, in the 70s and 80s, like, you would have a film like Star Wars or Indiana Jones or something like that would be nominated for Best Picture. Um, And, and, you know, I, I think what I think Alec Guinness who I think was nominated for supporting actor like these these are films that would have been and and more and more those kind of films are only nominated in certain categories or you know are just nominated you know out of a a you know a desire to placate fans I mean you know you look at best picture and and Dune is probably you know that's the one blockbuster and I don't think anyone had any kind of sense that yeah, there's there's no sense that Dune was ever going to win Best Picture. Yeah, well, you um, got to get nominated to win. Yeah, 
So, but I, yeah, but I even with the nomination, I don't think anyone realistically thought, well, Dune's not going to win Best Picture. Um, and so yeah, like it, you know, it, it's I don't know. I think there's ways in which that Oscar. Oscars have become very kind of insular, and it, it, it's hard for them to be a kind of mainstream event when they're not really catering to kind of mainstream tastes. Well, it, that's kind of be. the impossible the impossible problem they have to solve is cinema is such a broad and capacious kind of art form that it can run from, you know, the high art to the very low brow. And I think people who make that stuff obviously prefer to focus on the power of the dog instead of like police Academy three when they're, yeah. okay. when they're talking no, about yeah, when they're talking about what, what they do really well. And I think, you know, I agree, Patrick, they're really struggling to, to kind of acknowledge that popular films can be well-made films. It's it's almost like the you know my assumption that if it's popular, it has to be somewhat crass. It has to be somewhat less than. Is not always true. It's sometimes true. But yeah, every once in a while, yeah. a blockbuster that people love should show up. Like Titanic did all right, yeah. right? So it's not like yeah, it's that far removed. I mean, I don't think of Titanic as really high art. No, but it was a no. phenomenon. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But I, but I think I, and I think that's the other thing too is that I think there's more of a sense of, at least for me, it feels more like when Oscars when the Oscars are acknowledging those films, you know, they're doing it out of a sense of of obligation and and not as something they really want to do. Right. I think that's I think that's fair, you know. Don't you think most of them who run the the academy see themselves as artists? And you know, for them it's important to recognize the high art as a way of of validating their yeah. own self-perception. And and it it does like disconnect. And I like I have there's nothing yeah. wrong with saying the power of the dog deserves a lot of conversation and a lot of attention because it's doing something that's pretty high art and asking like the really hard questions that that cinema can do, but cinema can also entertain like Police Academy three, which by the way is not the best of the Police Academies. I'm assuming I've just picked one randomly. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think I saw Police Academy two. Wait, you didn't see one, Police but you Ac went to see two. No, well, here's why. <laughs> so, uh, I missed Police the first one. I might have to see the second. No, very Police strange Academy choice. No, Lit Police Academy 1 was rated R. Police Academy 2 was PG-13. And so Police uh, Academy 2 was much more geared towards a wider towards a wider audience. Wow. See, now when I saw Police Academy 1, as a pretty young kid, I guess, I would have thought it was geared towards a pretty wide audience. Because I remember well, in I mean, that day, like, nobody cared about R. You just met a stranger at the mall. You know, like Rich, you'd buy him popcorn and he'd walk you into I'm, the movie as your guardian. I'm sorry. Did you just casually talk about meeting strangers at a mall and letting them buy you a movie and candy as if that's a normal thing? No, I'm just saying that's what people did in the 80s. It's Rich. Rich is a I good guy. He just wants popcorn. But you, you so you, like you didn't go with like a friend's older sibling. So no. that you could get into 
police academy. Did you feel yeah. cheated as a kid? Were you like, man, yeah. I, it's not fair that I missed. So you, you, you were like, no. no, that movie is too mature for me. I need to wait for two. I, where they I make it a little had, yeah, less mature. No, well, no, I, I had no desire to see it. Period. I mean, I, I think the, I think the first R-rated and, movie I saw was uh, when Harry met Sally. That was, well, that was an R-rated movie? Holy cow. I think it might have been, yeah. Because I remember my dad had to buy the tickets. Huh. So you had no desire to see Police Academy 1, but you went to see 2. Yeah. So you did have a desire to I don't see know if I went. I don't know if I went to see 2. I might have seen 2 when it was like on HBO or something. Yep, waited on. Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, keep in mind that what was rated R back in the 1980s... Things have changed. Is very is very different. Like we were watching, uh, I think la- the last Thanksgiving that I was down at my sister Julie's, we rented planes, trains, and automobiles. And I remember my my brother in law was like, "How is this film rated R?" And then you get to the one scene where Steve Martin basically drops the f bomb. You know, I don't know how many times in a five minute monologue. You're like, "Oh, that's why," because that was what got you an R rating in 1984, whenever that film came out. Right. Because the the and F now, word was going to corrupt all of these kids beyond like yeah. saving. It's crazy. Yeah, Americans yeah. are weird so, about yeah. what kids can and cannot see. Yeah. Hmm. So. Very weird. So, but yeah. Uh, any other uh, thoughts about the Oscars? I, I well, do I know have a, uh, I do have a fair or foul. Okay. I know we're running a little long. I was going to ask you a little bit about yeah. the hosts who seem to have gotten like fairly decent reviews as hosts go. Yeah, they were, I, thought, I mean, they were fine. Um, there were, there were some, like I, I you know, I, um, there were some funny bits. There were also some, I, I, I thought a little bit kind of mean spirited, um, jokes but yeah I, th- I i thought schumer and sykes and uh hall I, th- I thought they were all perfectly fine they were not on there a lot like they did yeah. their opening bit together and then i think early on they each had like one kind of individual bit and then it felt like they were gone for the next two hours there was not they were not a a, a constant presence and maybe that was just an effect of having three of them as opposed to like billy crystal who would be showing up in all of those spots but i i yeah. The the hosts were were fine. Um, I the thought line the, the, the funniest... three women were cheaper than one man. I thought was a uh, was a was a funny and revealing jab though. Yeah, I I thought the bit they did about the last duel. I thought that was kind of mean. Um, I liked their I did like their their joke to uh, Dame Judy Dench. Um, mm-hmm. Because they were they were giving out gifts to members of the audience, and so the the gift they gave to her was was an inspirational saying, um, which was just get to work from Kim Kardashian. That's pretty good. Yeah, so I like that. One of the funniest bits though was um, they had uh, Woody Harrelson and Rosie Perez and um, Wesley Snipes come out. Um, I think it's like the 30th anniversary of White Men Can't Jump, and I they I can't remember which award they gave out. Um, but Woody Harrelson, I think at one point stumbled in his speech, and then he paused. He's like, "Well, you know, I've said more words tonight giving out this award than in the three times I've been nominated." <laughs> it's pretty good. 
which I which I thought that was I th- he said it funnier than that. It was a funny little bit. But yeah, I I, I thought the hosts were fine. Yeah, um, you know, it, it did lead to the the best tweet I saw post Oscars was in the mm-hmm. aftermath of the slap. Somebody tweeted something to the effect of, "Oh, we could have just slapped Ricky Gervais and been done with it." Yeah, there's, been a, there's was, been a lot of people talking about like you know I've seen other things saying like how did Ricky Gervais not get slapped. Which, again, I think yeah. part of it speaks to – I mean, again, I think part of that speaks to changes in what we're willing to tolerate and and what kind of humor is acceptable. That's a pretty quick um, change, you know? Like Gervais is not that long ago. Yeah, but I, but I, but I think we've – I mean, we've been, I mean, again, you know, like, you know, I, I, I don't disagree – sorry, I don't, I don't agree with Will Smith – going up on stage and slapping Chris Rock. But I also think the comment that Chris Rock made um, about Jada Pinkett Smith, I thought that was completely offensive. Um, I think that I think yeah. that sometimes you look at a situation and you're like, everybody's wrong. Yeah. And in fact, yeah, they're both the entire wrong. conversation but yet, but, in the aftermath of it has, you know, has treated Jada Pinkett Smith in a, as like a secondary object in this conversation, yeah. right? She's yeah. she's the one that the story is about, but we're only talking about the two yeah. dudes. And I think that yeah. is incredibly revealing, too. And it's why everybody ought to watch The Power oh, yeah. of the Dog and everybody ought to interrogate masculinity and everybody ought to think yeah. about the way in which oh, our yeah, culture I've... teaches men to be men. Yeah, there was something online that appeared pretty quickly about um, the incident as evocative of toxic masculinity on on both Rock and Smith's side, and I was like, "Yeah, that's." I don't know how you, I I don't know how you deny that. You know, it's just yeah. so tragic and revealing. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's there's a lot, particularly like in the last twenty four hours, that seems to be attempting to paint Chris Rock as more of a victim in this. And I'm like, you know, I mean, I mean, he is a victim of the slap, but um, you know, he's as guilty of perpetrating a kind of violence. Um, as Will Smith is. Oh, for sure. Ab- absolutely. Again, so. like sometimes you look at a situation and as much as, yeah. you know, Zack Snyder has taught us to find a good guy and a bad guy everywhere. Sometimes that's just yeah. not how uh, how it plays out. Yeah. Which I did, uh, I did have this one fair or foul because um, uh, Variety did an interview with Daniel Radcliffe. And, yes, and asked I saw him, that. And and asked him for his thoughts on the incident. Mm-hmm. And his response was, quote, I'm just so already dramatically bored of hearing people's opinions about it that I just don't want to be another opinion adding to it. You know, the, again, I saw a great tweet today marveling at how the Harry Potter series kind of gave us all of these kid actors who have grown up to be Really impressive people. And yet I saw that I saw that tweet as well. And yet the adult who wrote it has gone, you know, just Yep. Bonkers. Yeah. Um Yeah, I you know, I think that's right. It, but like we live in a society where if we don't talk about it, we're part of the problem. But it's hard to mm-hmm. talk about it in a way that is constructive and like and authentic for where we sit in relation to the actual incident. It happened on stage. So, you know, I think that's I think that's totally fair. But I think if if we don't talk about it at all, that's also problematic. 
Right. Well, but, but as you also pointed out, a lot of the ways that we're talking about it are a way too simplified, you know, who was right, who was wrong, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. Right. Um, that that we're trying to boil it down to a, a very simple sort of binary, you know, good, bad, right, wrong. Um, right. When when really the incident is is tapping into a lot of things that are that are much more complicated than that. Yeah, it's questions about like what it means to be a man in America and mm-hmm. the way again. I mean, you know, toxic masculinity is an overused phrase probably, but the way in which it yeah. leads to all kinds of violence perpetrated in all kinds mm-hmm. of ways that that we look right. past. It, it's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So now, and also thinking about like what constitutes violence, because that you know that that in response to like the you know five Oscar moments, you know, mm-hmm. that are you know, you know, Oscar is you know the Academy's all up in arms about what Will Smith did, and yet as we've seen, they have a very long history of, you know, perpetrating and or supporting other violence. Um, which doesn't which doesn't members. mean they should excuse Smith or that they should excuse no. Rock, but it should be if we're going to have an accounting of, like th- this is just the historian yeah. in me. If we're going to have an accounting of the violence we have done to people, we have yeah. to like we have to start with the incident today, but we can't address the incident today if we don't look back in our history and come to grips with the way yeah. in which we have historically looked away when violence was perpetrated. Well, and looked away when the violence was perpetrated by white men. Yeah, you can't have reparations. You can't really separate separate race out from that either. No, you can't separate race. You can't separate gender. You can't separate class. You know, like they're all, they're all wrapped up in this. And, like that's mm-hmm. that's hard for a person to do. It's hard for a group of people to do. But to have that kind of healing, to have to have something better emerge from our struggles, we have to be willing to address the history that got us here. Yeah, which is probably why we're we're not going to emerge as something 100%. better. Yeah. No, I I think that's 100% clear. But maybe Rich is right. Like it'll bump another fifty percent next year, and the Oscars will be back on track. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like the, somebody's going to turn themselves that's around. That's what's important. Yeah. And then well, the day we know films only care about money. Well, I you know I think that's what Rich was pushing us to earlier, right? Is it in some ways yeah. this is this is just a money grab, and so no know, this, no publicity is bad like publicity. Such a, that feels like such a cynical point to end on and what has been just a very <laughs> positive um, and affirming conversation today. Yeah. Why don't we end with with Debose instead then? Yeah, that's better. Who, who I think, you know, where she concluded, you know, like when you look at me and you see mm-hmm. this openly queer woman of color and Afro-Latina who found her strength in life through art, that's what we're here to celebrate. Like that... That, and yeah. that is worth celebrating. And so she said, as you noted earlier, mm-hmm. so if, if anyone has ever questioned your identity or you find yourself living in the gray spaces, I promise mm-hmm. you this, there is indeed a place for us. That That's really powerful. That's a place to mm-hmm. kind of think about what Hollywood might be doing instead of what it did. <laughs>